I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2. Another week. What's good, dog? Hey, man. We get to talk to one of our favorite people in R2C2 history today, man. Yes, sir. My, Sonny one of my Gray. Favorite, one of my favorite teammates ever, guys. Which is amazing because you only spent like a year and a half with him. Yeah, we, but we got really close really fast. Like, uh, Sonny's a guy that he's like, he's like Mookie Betts. The motherfucker's good at everything because like there's not anything that he's not above average at like anything sports wise he can do and i think so that's what makes him a great pitcher and you know having those things to talk about you know aside from baseball um got us really close really fast i mean he lost his dad in high school you know that that whole story about you know him playing for his dad and how close they were and you know it just you know made us real close yeah he's um he's he's just a really interesting guy obviously a two-time all-star pitcher and he's honest. I mean, he's just, he's a fascinating listen. Maybe you guys have heard him on with us in the past, or maybe you haven't, but he is one of our all-time favorite guests. He's so honest. He said things about his time in New York that I had never heard him say, even though he'd been honest in the past. He gave us an even, you know, deeper layer of depth in this pod. So I, I think Yankee fans will enjoy that aspect of it as well. He definitely did, and he gave us something that he's never said out loud. He's only said that ever to me, you know, that he wants to get back to a big market and you know, and have that experience again. Um, but yeah. he's only ever told, you know, told me that. So the fact that he said it on the pod, you know, is something that he's that he's thinking about and he feels like he needs to, to do in his career. So that's cool. Yeah, you guys are going to get a kick out of this conversation. So Sonny Gray, uh, we're pumped to have today. Um, see, uh, before we dive into uh, setting up the NFL weekend and, and your Raiders, you know, first and foremost, just want to... Um, send our prayers and thoughts to everyone affected by the apartment building fire in the Bronx. It's obviously, you know, everybody knows the story by now, and it is just, it, it is so gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. And I know that you and Amber with Pitch In are uh, doing, you know, everything you can to make a difference. And, and we want to give our audience a chance to, to chip in as well. So uh, Amber and C through pitch in doing a fundraiser for families affected yeah. by the building fire at 333 East 181st Street in, in the Bronx. They're donating gift cards directly to the families and you can do so as well, contributing $25 or more. Donations can be made by going to pitch.org slash donate. Uh, that's pitch with two C's dot uh, org slash donate but um you know you and amber are obviously always so involved see but but this one of course it's close to home yeah i mean you know the bronx is our second home and we you know feel really connected to that borough and you know to see a tragedy like this the first thing we thought about was you know the families and what we can do for them um so yeah i mean go to pitch.org um you know and even if you know that's not an option go out and donate and you know bring some stuff by so it's a bunch of people coming by to help out and 
you know, drop stuff off for, for the families. Um, so whatever you can do to help, to donate and help these families out um, would be huge. Well, see, uh, we are, um, you know, we're, we're certainly looking forward to seeing the way um, our audience contributes uh, to that. And, and we're grateful to you and Amber for, for setting up an easy way for all of us um, to, to contribute to these families. There's, uh, there's no easy way to transition from something so serious to things that you realize are just in the, the candy store of life when it comes to sportsy. Um, but I have to say, the other night, I was thinking about you in your Snuggie watching that Raiders game against the Chargers, man, and just how you must have been going absolutely nuts watching that contest on Sunday night as your team punched its ticket into the playoffs. Man, that shit was so crazy. It was such a good game. I was just excited that the Raiders, like, actually came out and played well, you know, um, and it made it a, a really close and competitive game. I mean, the, the Chargers getting four – I mean, they got six fourth down. Like, they converted six times on fourth down, guys. Like, it was insane. Me and Lil C were up all night screaming, watching that game. But feels good to have the Raiders in the playoffs and be able to come out with a win. You know, what's, what's crazy is <laughs> I think if had the Chargers not called timeout, I think both teams would have went to the playoffs. Mm. I, think the, I think the Raiders were good with, you know, we played this all the way out. We played all the way through OT. Like nobody could have really, nobody really would have had a gripe if they would have just ran the ball twice, or maybe even ran the ball one more time and then punted or took a knee and, and, and ended in the tie. I don't think anybody would have had a problem with it just because of the way that game played out. Would you, as a, as a Raider fan, like did it matter to you to win rather than tie? Uh, did you get joy out of knocking the Chargers out? Or yeah, as a Raider fan, it felt better to win. But as a Raider fan, it just feels good to be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so as a Raider fan, you'll take whatever the fuck you can get. But to be able to, to, to win it and, like, celebrate a win um, was dope. It was awesome. So, I'm bit, but, it, it, but it had, it, had, it, had the time ran out, I would have been good with them just, you know, taking the tie, too. It would have been no problem. So last year, we did um, a little spinoff of what Mike and Mike used to do with their confidence picks where they would assign – a number, you know, a level of confidence when they pick each NFL game in the playoffs. And so if you gave a game a, a one, that was the pick you were least confident in. A game you give a three, let's say, that's the game you're most confident in, right? And and we did that uh, in our picks last year for NFL playoffs, and I won. Mm -hmm. And the bet was that you had to watch a full I wanted to make it season, but that's just that's just an unreasonable amount of time. <laughs> a, full, a full episode of One Tree Hill, uh, yeah. which I don't know if you can hear, but my daughter is very excited about. <laughs> and um, and so you haven't made good on that bet yet, and you only have till Super Bowl to get it done. See, so I think it's time. And weren't you going to like live tweet it or or post something on your story? You know, what, I don't have Twitter. I don't have oh, Twitter, yeah. but I, I can I can put it on my Instagram story. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that needs to be the completion of it. So oh, some man. before Super Bowl, I think you know Bobby Wagner, one of our outstanding producers, he he like very excitedly was like, "Oh, you got to watch the pilot." Yeah, the Texas. pilot. He's all excited yeah, about the yeah, pilot. <laughs> yeah, the pilot is a phenomenal episode. If the pilot is the highlight of the whole fucking show, then that's yeah. all I need to watch. No, no, all nine seasons are glorious. <laughs> no chance. But yes. No chance but, all nine uh, seasons are great. 
I'm telling you right now, I think you watch the pilot and you start thinking, man, you know what? Maybe I want to go a little deeper here. I Maybe this isn't just a no bet. chance that I watch anything past the pilot. I, I don't know, man. Saya think, might. Now, Saya might. She might. Yes. So have Saya watch it with you. See, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden, it could become a daddy-daughter bonding experience where, <laughs> where, where, where Saya's at school and daddy's just sneaking episodes alone. That's what that's I'm what I, That's what I'm doing at Yellowstone right now. I'm supposed to be right. watching Yellowstone with my mom and Amber, but they don't know that I've already finished all four seasons. Well, so they're going like, to know now. Yeah, I go back. No, they don't listen. I go back and, and watch, and I try to pretend like I haven't seen anything. Like, oh, uh, this is uh, this is great. Like, somebody gets killed. I'm like, oh, got to act surprised or whatever. But, yeah, I've already finished all four seasons of that shit. Oh, my gosh. That's took fantastic. Me, took me about a week to finish that. <laughs> I think I did that with one episode of season one of Mandalorian with Andrea because – it was like a big thing for me too, because it was like the first Star Wars thing she got into. Yeah, and and I was like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. I gotta like make sure to watch them with her. But there was like some road trip I was on where the episode came out on like whatever day, a Wednesday, and I wasn't gonna be home till Sunday. And I was like, I can't wait five days to watch this. <laughs> like, how am I gonna do this? Bro, I do my, that all the time. By the way, oh man, yeah, I it's the only it's the only transgression on my shared watching resume, but. Hey, have you have you watched Book of Boba Fett yet? No, I haven't. I'm waiting for it. To, this would be the third episode today, right? Yeah, third episode today. Should be, today. So I'll, I'll watch tonight. Yeah, the I will say the second episode. It was mind blowingly good. I thought, like I was absolutely blown away. It was it was astonishingly good. I so, thought about starting it last night, but then it was uh, John Morant and the Warriors were on, so I was like, ah, let me watch this game. Man, um, ja, ja is. Woo! He's Something else right now. Man. It's not even him. It's all of them though. They're yeah, all they're playing really good. They're they're a good team. Kyle Anderson, like they they have a they have a good little young core. I mean, I know um, Zach said that on the pod uh, yeah. last week, but wow, the team's good, really good. They're and really Jaws an animal, bro. Like he is at the point where now when he's playing, you gotta watch because he might do some shit that you've never seen. You know what I'm saying? Like he's turning into must see TV now. Um, He's a future MVP. He's definitely a future MVP. It's weird that more people, maybe because it's like the the playoffs right now, like NFL, like it's not a lot of people talking about what he's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think maybe once the NFL season is over and if he continues to keep cooking, I think people are going to start talking about him as MVP. Yeah. he. I mean, it'd be totally reasonable when you look at what Memphis is doing. You know what's funny too? Their, their coach, Taylor Jenkins, is really good. And... When we do ESPN games, I've talked about this before, but we get to go and, and sit down and, and talk with the coaches. It's my favorite part. Tonight, I'm calling Mavs Knicks on ESPN. My favorite part is going in, talking with Tom Thibodeau, normally talking with Jason Kidd, in this case, Sean Sweeney, because Jay Kidd's in health and safety protocols. But that's where you feel like you're part of the fraternity. You get so much information, and you do kind of get a feel for you know who knows what they're doing, who doesn't. You could be wrong, right? Like You could sit down with someone who... Maybe they have the gift of gab, and it turns out they're not a great coach. But in general, I'd say you get a pretty decent idea usually. Like you, you are able to form opinions based on the conviction guys have, what they say, whatever. Where you're like, oh, I, I could tell this guy's going to be a good coach, or I got some questions here. Like you know, like I knew the Jim Boylan thing in Chicago wasn't going to work out from yeah. our first coaches meeting. You know, no offense to him, he's been a long time assistant, did a great job, but like I could tell. You know, I was just like, 
it ain't going to work here with this guy in this group. Like it was abundantly obvious. First time I met with Taylor Jenkins, it was early in his first year. We had a Memphis game and I was like, oh, this dude, this dude can coach. Like there's no doubt. It's how I felt the first time I sat down with Quinn Snyder too. Uh, well, when we had him, uh, I mean, when we had the jazz, like when they were, when they were first, um, you know, getting going and there's, you know, you just kind of, you can, right. You could just, sometimes you could just tell there's a, there's a gravitas or a confidence, a security. Uh, and he has that, that team, that team isn't just like, oh, a cute story. Like that no, team, team is, is legit. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are legit. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean it's a legit squad, and and watching them, you know, play the Warriors last night, and and I think you know for me they have a lot to prove to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going out there, a young team, they play hard, and it's just fun to watch. I mean, it was cool watching Clay Thomas, Clay, Clay Thompson last night too. Like be back, yeah, getting the groove, and I mean it's it's uh NBA season's cooking up, bro. It's, it's going to be a fun finish. Yeah, man, it is, and it's so good to see Clay playing. I love seeing him back on the floor. He's just you know, he he's just like this really wonderful, likable. He's good for the game. Energy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Man, like you is. can tell yeah. that the guys love him. Like, yo, this is what I want to ask you about. The Bulls play the, the Nets tonight, right? It's on the road. Yes. Yes. So now that like Harden and KD are second and third in minutes, right? In the in the league. Yeah. So yeah. now that you have all three back, do you sit do you start sitting Harden when Kyrie's there? Or you sit KD, when Kyrie's there to be able to get these guys like a day off? Or do you need all three of them to play for chemistry? You know what I'm saying? It's a great question. It's a great question because I've literally been, I've been thinking about this myself because I think first and foremost, I think those guys want to play when Kyrie's there. They, they want to play when they he's playing. Play with him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, I think that the way they'll do it, I think chemistry is more important to them than anything else when it comes to the Kyrie equation because they even felt like last year they never really because remember they only played like eight regular seven, season seven, games together games, yeah, yeah. And, and so they never really got a chance to like all get on the same page now they look like world beaters when they were together in the first round against Boston but I think they want to they want to take as many reps as they can together but my hope would be that. If it was a back-to-back on the road, you would sit Harden or, or KD. Yeah. Like, the other night, they sat Harden. He had, like, a knee um, hyperextension where he probably could have played, but they they sat him maybe in part because it was a back-to-back, and then on the road, so they had Kyrie. But I think, like, this game against the Bulls, like, yeah, they all want to play also because it's against the Bulls. If it was against... Sacramento, like that'll be an interesting one. Actually, they play. Oh, catch your mic, right? Uh, they play Sacramento on the s- second half of back to back, first week of February. Okay, so that that'll be an interesting one. Like, do you play KD and Harden, or are you like, no, you know what? This one we're going to let Kyrie go. Because I will say this: a- as much as you just love KD because he's like, let me die out there. He wants to be on the floor and everything, and Harden's a competitor in that way too. You you can't keep playing these guys forty minutes a night. Like you can't do it. You got it. You got to no. find a way not to. It's like, no way that those two can be second and third in minutes in the in the Nets win a championship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. not gonna happen because they're not gonna be healthy down the stretch in April. Exactly. And that's the thing is the problem is, and I understand where Nash is getting caught because without Kyrie and without Joe, they haven't had a lot of options. Like the team disintegrates without Harden and KD on the floor. 
But the problem is their minutes are getting pushed in games the Nets are still losing. You know, like you can't have yeah. a game where you lose by 15 and KD and plays 41 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know? Yeah, you can't do it. It can't do it. So they got they have to be better at that. Um, and I think Kyrie does help with that. Um, but I'm ex- I'm excited to see that too because the Nets have been they haven't just lost all their games against top teams in each conference this season. They've been basically non-competitive in them. They've gotten smoked. They're 0 and 8 against the top 4 teams in each conference this year and they've for the most part been walloped in all those games. They have all if they have Harden's questionable to play, Kyrie's questionable to play after Kyrie hurt his ankle and and Harden uh uh, hyperextended the knee. If they all play, you got to go out and make a statement in Chicago on this Wednesday night game. You got you, yeah. you got to you got to go win and be like, hey, hold on a second, like you know, because they've been in a funk lately. They I yeah. think they need that. Yeah, Kyrie saying that that uh, there's no diving in basketball. It's like you talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I'm I'm gonna defend Kyrie on this. Stop because, it, guys! You no. cannot defend him on that. Well, the I'm guy was de- running side by side with him. Kyrie could easily dove too for the ball. I, but I'm gonna defend him. Because he's got to still be gun shy after Giannis's dirty play last year in the playoffs that ended up injuring Kyrie, ushering the Bucks through the series and eventually to a championship. Like the one of the you know it was it was hinted at, but like it was dirty and it you know Giannis slid right under the feet of Kyrie while he was in the air, lands on it, hurts his ankle, boom, and it changes the course of. You know, that season's history. Yeah, obviously. this has nothing to do with that, though, because all he had to do yeah. was just go die for the ball, just like the other kid did, and it would have been no problem. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> One I, has I, nothing I to do it. with the other, guys. I, 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 I get why he's gun shot. <laughs> um, all right, so you're going to see before Super Bowl. You are going to watch One Tree Hill, and yeah. you're going you're gonna to do some Instagram story posting about it. Absolutely. Um, in the meantime, we don't know the stakes yet, but we're going to do another NFL playoff bet. So we will pick uh, each game throughout the playoffs. Okay, wait, wait. One more thing we got to address. Be- oh, just yeah, thinking about it. Instagram. Just think about Instagram because I keep oh, getting okay. tagged. Is us being in the booth for Yes Network. Could you tell these people that we not that I'm not doing that shit and stop <laughs> tagging me in these fucking Instagram stories? <laughs> you know what's funny? Cut it out, I, people. I'm not I, going in the booth. I love Ryan, but I'm not. That's not. That's not the job for me. <laughs> it's so funny because I um. I you know I didn't check any of my Twitter mentions for, um, yeah you've been off Twitter thank- right? Well, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, and this past week I've gone on just a couple times check my mentions, and when I went on, everything was like me and you tagged with like because <laughs> I guess when the news that Coney was taking less games and Singleton retired, so and then there was like a question of like oh who's the duo you'd want for a Manning cast type baseball broadcast. And everybody was tagging you and me, which I appreciated because I love. Oh no, their- Manning Cast is something different than fucking broadcasting games. Like if that's yeah. that's completely different than actually getting in the booth. But that's that's not the conversation. Getting in the booth, I'm never gonna do. Yeah, and and it's hard for me to envision like loving the idea of a of a Manning Cast because I just love the art of play by play so much that I feel like I'd be like, see, hold on one second. <laughs> Go into yeah, my mode. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Anchorman like mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I could do it for some things, and and obviously I could navigate it, and it would be fun, and I think we would absolutely, I know we would crush it. Oh, no, it'd it be just, fire. Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, would I, would, you know, that be enjoyable in lieu of play-by-play? If it's an, in addition to, we could talk about that. If Yes wants to do an R2-C2 
uh, cast for you know for a handful there of Yankee games or something like that. That we could do. There we um, go. But I, guys, I'm trying to get C in the booth. He just he doesn't want to. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want to. So what can he do? Wearing the suit, bro. It, it's harder to. It's harder to convince the guy who has three hundred million dollars made over his major league career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just not as easy as talking to one of the guys who played in the '70s or '80s. Okay, uh, I'm it's, never uh, gonna have a job. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not as easy. Um, all right. See, so uh, the NFL picks. So we're each we're gonna put a number one through three, three being our greatest uh, level of confidence, yep. one being our lowest um, for the NFC and AFC games. So uh, there's three games in each conference. So we'll begin with your Raiders at the Bengals. Uh, we're not doing point spread; we're just doing winners. Uh, Saturday, four thirty. Who you got? What's your confidence level? Man, I'm picking. I'm obviously I'm picking the Raiders. Um, yeah, and it's a two. Because Ooh, you know wow. why? Because I've seen the Bengals come out and lay eggs before. Like, okay, they're a young team, and I've seen them come out. And I think it was a couple weeks ago they they came out and they beat the brakes off Baltimore, and then turned right around and lost to somebody not very good. So you know, it's a young squad, first time in the playoffs. Joe Burrow is an animal. He is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. Jamar Chase. I've been telling anybody who would listen is the best receiver in the league. But I just have confidence in my Raiders, man. We've been rolling. Um, you know, but and I and I think that just because of Cincinnati being young, I think we have a chance to win that game. All right, you're going Raiders with two. a two. Yeah, I I am gonna join you on the Raiders, but as a one, I it it, it impressed me the way they won that game Sunday night. Um, it, I I I know you talked about the way the defensive line played and the confidence that gives you. Uh, but the Bengals' like, offensive line is not really good, and our D line is dominant. And there's there is something to being a young team in your first playoff game, and there's also something I think to this Raiders team having some grit, man. Like their season looked like it was lost, and instead they ended the season with incredible resilience. I I agree. I think your Raiders win. I will be rooting for them just for you, even though I want to continue to watch Joe Burrow since I can't have my cake and eat it too with this scenario. I'll I'm gonna go Raiders, but my confidence level is a one. You know what, 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 for me, like, watching the Raiders go to Indianapolis and win that game, like, that's a that was a tough win, man, against a really, really tough team. So, it gives me confidence that if they can come out and run the ball like they have been the past two weeks, they'll have a chance to win. All right, next game on Saturday, Pats at Bills, see. Man, this game's going to be freezing, cuz. Like, it's going to oh. be, it's, it's, it's zero degrees. Like, oh. wind, chill. So, this is going to be like the first time they play, right? Yeah. And the, and the Pats ran the ball, ran the ball, and they only threw the ball five times or whatever. I think the Bills are going to be ready for that this time because I don't I don't see them losing the same type of game with all that talent. You know, Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs, and, you know, the defense Lord, led uh, by Jordan Poirier. Like, I think that they should be able to, to beat the Pats at home, bro. So I'm going to go Bills and give them a two. Wait, you, can't, you already used your two. You have a one and a three. Oh, left. I have a one and a three. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, one then. I go one. Uh, okay. All right. So you're more confident in the Raiders winning in Cincy than the Bills winning against the Pats. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going to go Bills, and they're going to be my two. Um, I love Buffalo. I, I still like them to go to the Super Bowl this year. I kind of sometimes I just go on cosmic feelings, and I feel like <laughs> the universe is ready to send them to the Super Bowl. The Bills. So, 
Yeah, I just feel like the universe is ready. You know, at some point yeah, they got to make mean, up for the four straight everybody's losses. Everybody's fun. They're, they're fucking. Their fan base is ready. I know it's you know weird because it's a small city, but it's kind of they have a national following. I think because of the way people's hearts ache for them having lost the four in a row. You know, man. I, I so I'm going Bills at a two confidence level to beat the Pats at home. Sunday, three games: Eagles at Bucks. See who do you got? What's your level one through three in your confidence? I got bucks right here. Um, yeah. I got bucks with a three. Me, I, I mean, me, there's not much to say about that game. Yeah, <laughs> me, 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 me and you are in the same boat there. But, but bucks with a three uh, hosting the Eagles there. You and I are on the same exact page with that one. How about Niners at Cowboys? Niners at Cowboys. I'm going Niners with a one because um, the Niners are super physical. Like, they play a different brand of football um, that that's hard to match. And I love Debo Samuels, Samuels, bro. Like, he plays every position on offense. Like, you just ask that dude what position he plays, just say offense. Like, like Troy, <laughs> like, like those guys, like uh, like like uh Troy Palomala from from uh like when he played just D, he was just all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On defense for the for Pittsburgh. I just feel like if Debo can get going in so many different ways, running the ball between the tackles. The little jet sweeps and throwing off of that shit, catching the ball down the field, and if and if the Niners play physical like they do, I think they can beat the Cowboys. But I'm giving them a one. I'm gonna give the Cowboys a two. I, I like I, Dallas is still so talented. They they're I mean they're really good, and I I do like the Niners. I know how dangerous they are. I know they're everyone's darling to make noise now in these playoffs. This is obviously a throwback matchup to the 90s, which is great. Oof. Um, Oof. I this is why those. I used to love the Cowboys. Like yeah. anybody, like the Packers, the Cowboys, anybody who could beat the Niners in the 90s, I yeah. loved. Love. It's, fu- it's love. funny because I was the opposite. Anyone who could beat the Cowboys, because I'm a Giants fan, anyone who could beat the Cowboys in the 90s, I loved. So I rooted hard for the Packers <laughs> the, in the 90s. In the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, but I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one with a two confidence level. I think... I know they're usually the team that has expectations and then, you know, spits up all over the field. But I, I think, I think they're going to win. I really do. Um, all right, the final game. I think we're on, we're both on the same page. The final game of the AFC Chiefs with a three confidence level. Is that well, right? I gave team? my three. I gave my three to the. No, uh, you get a three for the AFC and a three for the NFC. Ah, uh, okay. Here yeah, we, okay. yeah. Yeah. So don't yes, worry, that, you got you got the rules, you yeah, meister you, over here. Yeah, you're killing me with the rules, but okay. <laughs> The uh, the Chiefs with a three for sure. I think this is going not to be close at all. I think it's going to be a blowout. This reminds me of sitting in the golf cart with C and like saying, hey, do you want to play like this kind of game on the golf course? Like, nah. Like, yeah, we do. Nah, no. fuck that. Okay, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> we ain't good. good enough to play games, guys. Like, let's just hit the fucking ball and have fun. I'm like the... <laughs> The, the man with the rule book trying to, like, explain things. No, you were trying to get everybody's like, score. Like, what'd you yeah, get right there? Yeah, what'd you get right yeah. there? <laughs> and you're just, like, not having it at all. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so Chiefs with our three. And then the final game, see, Monday, uh, Rams hosting the Cardinals. You have Only your, a two left, right? Your two left is what you have. And I have my one left. Rams and... I'll ask Sadie and Bobby to track this because I haven't uh, written it down. Otherwise, we'll just go back and listen. It's audio Man, recorded. but um, I, I want the Rams to win, bro. Like, I want yeah. Matthew Stafford to prove all these people wrong. Um, 
you know, and, and let everybody know it wasn't his fault in Detroit. I think he's great. I, I want El- Odell to have a good game. Cooper Cup. Um, so I'm going to go Rams and give him a two. Oh, you sound really enthused about that. I'm not excited because <laughs> they can easily get blown the fuck out. Like, <laughs> But uh, I want them to win. I want Matthew Stafford to have a big day. I'm going to go Cardinals, uh, Cardinals with a one. I really feel like this is a total toss-up game. I'm excited to watch it. I think it's going to be a fun game. That stadium in L.A. looks so cool on TV. It really does. Um, so, uh, I, but I, 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 I like Kyler Murray to. I like him to, you know, to to show his stuff, man. Do they and, have Hopkins? Is Hopkins back? No, he's out for the year, huh? Yeah, I think he's out. So, um, but I, I still. I I still like I like Arizona in that game. I know that they're not what they were at the beginning of the season, but I'm a huge Kyler Murray guy, so I'll take Arizona. Yeah, I like Kyler Murray too. I love that they got the Monday night game though, right? Yeah, it's awesome. That's it's awesome. awesome man. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be really fun. Um, all right. See, uh, we mentioned it off the top. Today we get to chat with a two-time all-star, one of our favorite guests in R2C2 history. He's honest, he's incredibly likable, he he's just a very interesting fun dude who's uh, super well-rounded and gets into some awesome stuff about his time with the Yankees looking back on it about his hopes for his future of his career some cool uh, specific pitching stuff that I think our, our baseball listeners will nerd out on with you and him so without further ado here's Sonny Gray on R2C2 <laughs> If you see me mute my Zoom for a moment, it's just for a moment of infant crying as as uh, the baby walks by. So. Bro, that's like background hey. music. Keep that shit I, in there. I, okay, yeah, good. That's say, what I think. Yeah. Right? We all got kids, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what's about. To, I don't know what's about to happen through here. So <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I I love hey, I it. Will. Well, I will. I will. You know what? Then the pod has started. Sonny, you know what we were like on R2C2. And, and and I have to say, see, we can't give out like number one R2C2 guest of all time because then we really box ourselves in, right? We can't we can only use it with one person. But <laughs> we we can give like a top three to like seven or eight different people. And Sonny Gray is definitely a top three all time R two C two guy. Absolutely, he's been here for some like for, for some of the most memorable like yeah. pods that we've had. You know what I'm saying? Like they've been yes. like our, hey. our our most viewed pods. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. That's big. This made my day. You, dude, I, I mean, it, it really are. If you look at it, because Sonny, we when you told us about your you know singing and and dancing career as a youngster <laughs> that that pod was immensely popular and in spring training in Arizona the one we did with you and and Trevor Bauer was uh, that that was our most viewed youtube of our pod ever it was that that was huge i think we got into a lot of astro stuff with that one yeah, so I you think know so. Yeah, yeah, we might have to just bring that back for the views, you know? <laughs> we like we like to come on here and get real controversial. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what we like, man. Sonny, how, how is life, man? Life's good. Uh, just raising these kids. We got about four or five inches of snow in Tennessee last Oof. week, and that was like, shut the city down, shut the world down. Like, oh, like here, here we go. We're stuck. Uh, 
so that was fun to play in for a while. Uh, kids went back to school. Gunner and Declan went back to school today, so they were off for probably like three weeks. Mm. So today was the first day where you get some type of like normalcy. So that was that was nice to just have them out of the house for just a minute. But uh, everything's good. Everything's good over here. How old are they now, Sonny? Gunner six turned seven in January, and Declan he turned three in September. So. Is Gunner, is Gunner playing uh, sports yet? Is it is it T-ball? Uh, he played he played baseball. He wants to play football so bad. I'm just like, I want you to play. <laughs> I want you to play, but like, I need to be. I, I feel like I need to be home for it because yes. if you're not, like, let me just be home for football. Let's just start football when you're like nine or ten. Like, we'll yeah. do that. But I want him to play. He's like, yeah. I, he's like, I was like, Dad. Can I play flag? I was like, no, you ain't playing flag football. <laughs> like, I was just me, about to say, let him play flag. For me, no, nah, like, for me, like if you're gonna play football, you're gonna put a helmet on, you're gonna put your shoulder pads on, you're gonna go out there and do it. Um, <laughs> but he just he just finished hockey, so he played okay. hockey because that was like a winter thing. We were here for it, and then I signed him. He's doing hockey again into January, so he loves it. If anything, he can ice skate. So how so, intense are you, like, as a dad at these sporting events? Are you, like, going crazy, or are you, like, sitting in the corner not saying much? I try so hard to, like, <laughs> kind of do a little bit of both. But he's so funny because he's so much like me. Because we're I, So the first first week of hockey, I'm driving, into, I'm driving him to hockey, and I'm just driving him. And I'm just, like, I'm just picking him up from school, and I'm, we're just like, doing his thing. We're just talking, whatever. And then we get out, and we go in, and it's kind of a quick turnaround. And he's just kind of like sluggish and doing his thing. And I'm just like, so I asked my wife, I was like, how did you get him ready for baseball? Because when I'm gone, he played baseball and she did everything. She's great at it. I said, how did you get him ready for baseball? She's like, you got to like get him in the zone. Like you got to lock him in. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, he, he likes his music. He likes, he likes to like get pumped up for the game. So here I go. I'm picking a first grader up from, uh, I'm picking a first grader up from, from elementary school. And we're driving at 430 on a Monday afternoon, just jamming industry, baby. That's his song, bro. <laughs> that is his favorite. We're jamming industry, baby, through the, through the roads to the, to the thing. And he's like, I told you long ago. And I'm like, here you go. And he goes out there and he's just like checking kids into the board. And he just, I'm just like, oh my God, that is my kid right there. But that I, I is amazing. I love what, it. What, what's it like when they, when your kid first starts, like knowing the words to a song? Cause like, I'm, you know, I'm an experience. I don't know what age does that happen, and what's that like when you first are like, oh, they're singing along, or like, oh, they know this yeah. song. <laughs> they're paying attention. Yeah, um, Declan's three, and he's doing it. So yeah. um, we try to get him on some songs like "Wash Your Hands" and like "Be Nice" and "Don't Hit People" and do that. But he's three, and he he's 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 doing his thing. So it's earlier than maybe you think. Three. Yeah, it's yeah, early. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty early that they pick up on shit. They be in that car seat back there bobbing their head to the same <laughs> shit. You bobbing your head too. <laughs> I know. Wait, what? Are, wait, Sonny, what is the song that goes "Wash your hands, don't hit, and be nice"? What is that oh, song? It's like, it's like a song. It's like a song. It's like wah 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 wah. Wash your hands. So I'm like, I, I'm I'm in there at nighttime, or I'm in there or whatever. I'm, I'm just like. All right, Declan, you ready? Wow, 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 wow! Wash your hands. It's, it's a Bob, It's like a. It's a very natural thing. It's a Bobby Bones. Uh, he came out with some like kid album, and it's just like we tried. I don't know. We think we're doing the right thing, so we'll see what happens. Whatever you gotta and, do, uh, <laughs> right? Whatever you gotta right? do, man. 
I'm already experiencing where like just having, you know, certain toys or devices, whatever they are, like play mats that have certain, you know, musical elements and they're on a lot. Right. And those things getting stuck in your head, like all, you know, as a parent, right. You get baby shark is the one that comes to mind from recent years. Right. But like, there's this, my, my daughter Everly has a play mat and it's just like, it's always stuck in my head because it's like the animals play, the animals play, the animals play all day. So then it's like a thing for me and my wife. Just be, hey, are the animals still, the playing? They're still playing? They're still playing. Yeah, they're still playing. The, thing, the best thing you could do is embrace all of this shit and like yeah, get into right, cartoons, yeah. you know. get into Disney movies and like just enjoy it because that, Relive I mean, it. Yeah, because that's the only thing. I mean, that's what you're about to do. And if you're gonna be miserable, yeah. I mean, you're gonna be, it's gonna suck the whole time. Yeah. So you gotta get you gotta get back into that mode. Hey, <laughs> hey, he sound like he's speaking with experience right there. What? Yeah, man. And, and speaking with, with experience and being a nerd that loves all that stuff, like yeah. I'm, I love it. Like I go to Disney and all that stuff with my kids, and yeah, yeah man. you know, being yeah, able yeah. to experience that stuff is still fun. Well, you're you, you know it's right up my alley. Like you tell me, oh, you're gonna have to watch Disney and and cartoon stuff. I'm like, yes, please. Perfect. This is <laughs> this is exactly what I signed up for. Uh, Sonny, what has been if you were gonna describe like the Cincinnati experience? What would be the the first things that come to mind about the Cincinnati experience? If if that's a thing, uh, the first thing would be like family. It feels like a very family-oriented organization, as far as like from from bottom to top. It's it's like this. It's similar people are all in the family, and then for me, it's like being close to family, having my family be able to come back and forth a lot easier than going to Oakland or going to New York. It's like a three and a half, four-hour drive or a short flight. So, oh wow, that's quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 nice to uh, it's nice to be able to go back and forth like that for them. Um, it was cool coming in to a to a team to a team that was I mean, who was they were horrible, let's be honest. Like they were yeah. real bad. Mm-hmm. They were real bad. And then now working your way up, making the playoffs in that short 2020 and then being close last year and then kind of like being in the mix was I think was was fun for the fans for a while and for the, a lot of the guys. They haven't really had that experience. So like being in it but you know not but but also like we've been a little short we hadn't kind of like taken the next step and actually like gone and and and, and played or even for that matter won a playoff game so those come to mind uh it, it's it's they really they really tried and they really went for it and and, and we'll see what happens this year I don't, I don't i'm not who knows but those are the first couple of things that come to mind it's also a cool place for me to kind of like go and and clear my head and go and just jump start and and um you know the 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 second half or whatever you call it of of my career which is which has been fun to do as well Re- reuniting with DJ and everybody and and like basically like we're talking about with kids like for me it was like getting back to the basics of baseball getting back to the basics of of pitching like getting like the the most the most simple things you can you can think of and that's kind of where I was at like DJ's big saying the first thing we got there is like everything you learn, everything, everything you you learned about baseball as a kid is is something that you use now. You know everything you need to know about baseball. You learned it as if you were a kid. Now just go out there and do it. So being with him was was it's been really special for me too. Yeah, I mean one of the first thing when Ryan asked that question, I just thought like 
quietness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like not yeah, all yeah. of the, you know, extra thoughts and all of the outside things that can come with, mm-hmm. you know, being in New York and being able to go to a place like Cincinnati where it is a baseball town if the team is in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a, yeah. it's a real comfortable place to be. Like you said, your family's close and, you know, it's just it, it can be a very comfortable place to play. Baseball is probably a good word. Like, what's one thing? Just just baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you ain't because I mean, I've been there and I've lived it for three years now, I guess. And it ain't. I mean, that's all you like here, though. That's all you got. That's all you got. You ain't got nothing else. So, yeah, baseball. I mean, it's just like everything you do is revolving around baseball, which is which is good for me. Yeah, so, Sonny, you said you needed like a, a a reset of sorts going back to basics when you what when you think back of it because now you know you're removed from the yankee experience yeah you've had you've had success in the aftermath of it when you think back to where you were kind of emotionally confidence wise where, where were you at the end of your yankee tenure when you get traded to cincinnati you know what space were you in at that moment man just there were so many other factors going in like you you going into it then then going and like focusing on being able to make one pitch being able to it was there were so many other things going through like when you're out there on the mound it's almost like it's almost like a whirlwind it's almost just kind of like everything starts going it's like a snowball going down a hill and it just goes and goes and it grows and it grows and by the time like you step away from it you gotta you just you're just free fall down this hill until you can until you can actually take a step back and be like oh so that's kind of like that's kind of was it was probably just a big snowball rolling and and it wasn't and it and it wasn't a way to stop for me uh until getting out of there i i mean going in going in there i didn't really know what to expect and then leaving i don't i didn't really know what happened if that makes any sense like you know yeah i'm like whoa what what just happened? But I have always said, like once once going through that experience, I I I love the experience, and I've said this. I think I've said this on 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 this podcast before. It's like I love going through all of it because it made me a better better man, better husband, better father, better. But it also made me a better baseball player because now I got to learn from those experiences and say like when things start to feel the same, take a step back remember the experiences that you went through and fix it before it gets out of hand. And I actually had to do that last year um, in Cincinnati. Cause I, I went, th- I don't know if you can look, whoever you can look it up or whatever. I went through a, like a four or five game span last year. Like I was, I was doing great. I was killing it. I was doing awesome, you know, whatever. And then I went through like a four or five game span where like I was dog shit, like <laughs> giving up seven runs and two wins. Like it was like, it was just horrible. And I'm just like, oh yeah. my goodness. But what happened was I actually like remembered the experiences I went through and, and I, and I, I got some, some, uh, some people that were, that I, that I was close with from Cincinnati and close. And I actually just broke down and I broke down and, and had like a big, a big breakdown. I was like, I can't get out of my own head. I can't get out of my own head. What, what is, what is going on? Like, and we just kind of like, and I just threw everything out there, got everything out. And then, and then slowly started to to rebuild, rebuild again. And it was kind of like, I'm not, this isn't me. This isn't what's going on. I know how to, I, 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 something that I wish I probably would have done earlier, maybe in New York, 
was like, I'm not going to do it again. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this, but I ain't going to be able to do it myself. I, you know, so I, I threw everything out and then slowly started rebuilding. And I think I went on a, another very long run and into the season well and continued to, to do well. So it was kind of like, so just experiences. And I think I was, that was what I was proud of is learning from those experiences and then being able to take them with me in my life after that. Um, but I know I've always said, like, I do want to, before my baseball career is over, I really want to go to a big market again and, and do it. Prove, prove, not, not to necessarily prove to myself or just, just to like have the understanding of like, okay, it's no different. If you just focus on baseball, everything else will be fine. Like go and just, just do you just, just make one pitch. Just, just do the things that you've always done. And then every, don't worry about everything else. So maybe one day we'll see what happens. Man. And you know, you said a lot right there, but you know, what's crazy is that when you were here in New York too, you were trying to figure out all the information, like everything that we was getting with the yeah. analytics and the spin rate and it, you know what I'm saying? I just remember, like, yeah, you said that your locker, you was like, dude, I have to figure this shit out. Like, it was like, you were really, so it was at the beginning of that, too. Like, you, we here in New York, there's all this shit going on, and then you're trying to, like, learn all this information, like, during the season, on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To understand yeah. why somebody wants you to, like, Sonny's the type of person, like, you can't just tell him to do something he needs a reason why you're telling him to do that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. if you're just telling him to throw one pitch over and over and over, well, well, like, I need to understand why the fuck you're telling me that. So, like, him trying to retain all that information and all of that stuff while trying to pitch and get out, it was, I can see it was overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, we never talked about pitching. Like, we never talked about baseball. Yeah. Like, we just, I always sat on the bench next to him and just tried to, like, learn about his life. And, like, that's how we got so close because... You know, learning right. about, you know, the stuff you went through in high school and all of that stuff. Like, I, like I, I wanted to get you away from baseball because you were it was just like overloading you. It was crazy, man. Like to watch you like trying to figure all of that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good I mean, it's a, it's a hard time, but it's a, it was a it was a looking going through it. It's a rewarding time. And that is like we did. We, we got to me and C got to be so close because we learned we talked about we would always talk about family and we would always talk about like experiences, personal experiences, what you do, what like, like, like life situations. And it was, it was, I mean, without him, when I was there, then there ain't no telling, there ain't no telling what would have happened with me. Like I was, cause I was spinning on the baseball side, but he kept me grounded and he kept me like very focused on like the life situation, like, like the, you know, the real, real world and real life situations. Um, but yeah, with the baseball, I was, I was processing so much. I was trying to process so much, so much. Whereas what going back to Cincinnati is what it was like making it as simple as possible was what ended up like, like honing me a little bit back in and then being able to, okay, keep it, keep it very simple, keep it very simple. And then, and then build the snowball up that way in a good direction, rather than like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this problem and then I'm working on this problem and I'm working, but why, but why? And then it just keeps going and, and I'm moving on to the next one before I figure the next, before I figure the first thing out. And, and then it was like, it was, it worked better for simple and then add. So, but I mean, like I said, you, you, you learn from everything and, and that was, that was cool for me. Do, do you think Sonny, if you, if you would have stayed in New York, do you think you could have gotten to the place you are now mentally with it where you're like, Hey, I have the tools. I, I feel like I know how to navigate this. Or do you think you needed it to end the way it ended 
go someplace else to build yourself back up to where you feel like now, oh, like, you know what? I, I want, I mean, you what you just said before is really interesting. Like, you want another shot at a big market at yeah. some point. Like, like, did you need to... Did you need it to end the way it ended in New York and then find respite someplace else in order to feel that way? Or do you think you would have at, you would have eventually gotten there? Good question. And I, and I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I don't know if there would have been like an aha moment where I'm kind of yeah. like, oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Um, no, he definitely, you would have got there. I mean, it would have it probably been the same time period. But it, I mean, if you're in a situation yeah. where if he was signed to a long-term contract and he was here, he would have had to figure it out. Figure, you're yeah, going to figure, figure it out, out gonna, guys. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You, you, you're going to probably after that year, because the first the first half of that year I got traded, the first half was was fine. Like, I, I wasn't like, it wasn't great, but I did fine. Like, I did I did fine. And then the next the next half, I came to spring training, was doing great and was was feeling very, and then it, and then it slowly started, and then it slowly started going. So I think maybe, maybe in that offseason, you probably start asking some questions and, and it depends. Like, I guess it would have depend. You probably start like figuring out like, okay, is this like, I, I, I'm not going to do that again. So like what, when, when you go through your process, like what went wrong, what can I change? What can I do different? So, so yeah, what's these, like, I don't think I'm the type of person that's going to sit on it. And, and like, if I'm there for another year, if I was there for another year, I don't think I'm just going to sit there and do the same thing over and over. I mean, that's a, I learned that at Vanderbilt, and that's something that we always would talk about. Like, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, I mean, that's a very common like thing, but it's very true. So, um, yeah, I, I think eventually we'll figure it out. I think I'm about to say something that might catch some headlines or something like that. But <laughs> oh, whoa, think, whoa, 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 no, 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 seriously, left. listen, listen. <laughs> I think it would have sped up the process of, of them making the pitching coach change if Sonny had to stay there. Because somebody would have had to explain to him, why the fuck y'all want me to keep throwing the same pitches over and over? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the pitching coach there didn't really have the answers for that. It was come, kind of coming from upstairs. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So it would have like it would it would have like, sped up that process of us getting to uh, somebody like Matt Blake in the as a pitching coach as opposed to having Larry for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually talked to Larry. Uh, he was in San Diego, and then we went out to we went out and. and and had a come and I and I mm -hmm. called him. I called him. I made sure I was like I made sure I stopped him in the outfield. He was passing to the bullpen, and I was and I was passing to the bullpen. And I like ran up and I like gave him you know this and gave him a hug. And he could tell like there were some things on his head, and he was kind of like. And he asked me some some questions, and I was like, Larry, like I, whatever happened, it happened, and we like gave each other this and gave each other a hug, and I was like, the past is the past. Like we move on, and like you know, can't dwell on anything. So we gave each other some, you know, and, and we got, we kind of were able to like clear that out. And it was, it felt nice. I think probably for both ends of it, but I do think you're right. Probably would have, it would have pushed because you, you know me, you saw me there. Like I, I'm not one to just sit on, like I'm going and I'm like, listen, like I'm, I'm not just going to sit and, and sit back and, and, and do that. I need, I want answers. I'm going to ask questions. So like, if you can't, if you can't answer the questions that I'm asking, when you're telling me to do something, I just need that for, for, for you know, because that's, that's kind of how it works. Um, so, yeah, I think you probably are right. I think, but I, I went to Cincinnati and learned it and then was there with Trevor and, and I, I mean, was there in Trevor 2000 I and mean, he, he got traded over in maybe 19 and then 20, he won the Cy Young. And then in 21, Wade Miley had his resurgent year and we were, we were close and we were kind of like doing that thing. So it was, it was, 
nice to once you once you start saying. I mean, and then Cincinnati had like some some of the dominant pitching staffs of in the league for the the last three years. So it's been like it's been it's been cool to be a part of that too. Because you know, I, like I said, I go in there and ask all the questions, and then we just we just process the information, and it was it was neat. Sonny, what what is it like to to the point of what C's bring up? And see, you you experienced this at the end of your career too. So it's for both of you. What is it like as a pitcher to have anybody, I'll say outside the pitching coach, but maybe it could even include the pitching coach, kind of trying to dictate pitch selection to you? Like, especially if they're presenting it to you in a in a certain way, right? Like, because just from my perspective, one of the things that always frustrated me when I would hear certain things like, oh, you know, well, op- opponents only hit this against your slider. It's like, well, yeah, but if I throw it 100% of the time, it's going to be different than that, right? Like part of the reason it's what it is is because of the way it's being set up, the counts I'm using it, right? And like if I just overload on it, well, then, you know, all of a sudden it's not going to be as effective. I think at one point we saw that a little bit with Dellen out of the bullpen, right? Like his- his breaking ball. His, yeah, exactly. And his breaking ball is filthy, except for- if that's all you throw, you know, right now, now all of a sudden, you know, and then, oh, you have to throw the fastball you haven't used in a while. You can't locate it, whatever. It becomes a snowball. That was a big thing. You can't, couldn't locate it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. It's like, if you take it in a box, it means one thing, but it, you know, in the totality of the picture, it means something else. It's something David Cohen talks about all the time with kind of having too narrow of a focus on, you know, one pitch's effectiveness, understanding how they play off each other. But so I'm just wondering for you guys, you have someone tell you, Hey, this pitch is this effective. You need to use it more. Did that happen in your careers? How do you handle that? I mean, for me, it they, you know they love my backdoor slider, but they never <laughs> they never told me to you know to throw it over and over and over. They understood that my backdoor slider was good because of my cutter. You know what I'm saying? So nobody ever really tried to tell me you know what to throw. I mean, maybe because I was already set my ways and I was old and they knew I wasn't going to change. Um, you talking about your backdoor slider to righties, right? And then yeah. the cutter up and in. And That's why in. it was a, it was effective because you. So he's saying it was effective because he jam, he threw the ball inside on the righties so many times. So he threw the ball. So then anything that started away, like a way away, they just like especially his slider moves. I mean, it was moving nineteen inches. It was moving nineteen inches. So it was kind of like when when they see anything away, then the hitter's natural reaction is to just take. They're gonna give up. They give up on it, and then it comes back for a strike. But he's saying the reason that it was effective is because he threw so many balls in, in, in. So if you're a right-handed hitter, you're looking, you're looking for the ball in, in, in. Something that starts that far, it starts in the other batters, and they're like, no way, that's a strike. And then it comes back. So, like, they play off of each other, and that's how a pitch will play off of each other. Yeah. And he was, he was, a, ma- he was a master. I mean, he was a master at that. But, but you learn that. You learn that. Like, that I learned learn that from, from after Andy. After the cutter. Yeah, I learned that. Right. Yeah, I learned I that. You I, always tell me that. I learned that That's from awesome. Andy after the cutter, but it was because I couldn't get my slider to the back to the back foot no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was still moving, so I was like, "Man, let me just I'm gonna just start it out here and see if I can clip the corner." And I was able yeah. to throw it hard, and you know, it, it was something that I could use effectively, but I couldn't use it all the time. I mean, it, case in point, in in 17 in uh, Cleveland. Like it worked for four and a couple of four and a third innings. I had nine strikeouts, but once they start clipping that bitch, they start clipping it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Give me up. Give me up the game because I'm only good for four and a third right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Seriously. Oh, 
so let, by the way, Sonny, if you got a phone call, you got to take. This is R2C2. <laughs> yeah. You can totally do it. No, bro. Uh, I should have put that on Do Not Disturb or something. No, like no, it. it's all no, good. No, that's man. definitely going to come <laughs> up on the pod. Yeah, hey, man. That's, a, that's the point of the pod is it's very, I, we have crying babies. We have, you know, yeah. intermittent calls. It's all good. So that, one of the things I love, see, is like, especially when it's one of your friends, but when we get other pitchers on, and like we get to nerd out about certain like pitch specific yeah. stuff like that. Like I love that stuff. What's what's Sonny? They really need to get a hold of you, man. They're calling yeah, the guy. They're trying yeah. to order dinner. Oh, well, trying you to what? order dinner. Well, for well, the the national championship game is, is oh, coming on. So yeah. gotta, oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, well, go ahead. Do you want to tell them your food order, and then we can continue. I don't want you to uh, lose out do, on the food do, order. We need to do two things at one time. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah, okay. We we can. So Sonny, what do you what are you going to order? We'll 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 order it together. What, what's I mean, on the I docket? I think for a football game, you got to go wings. Yeah, I think you got to go. You got to go some type of wings. Little I pizza, think right? Little. I don't think we say up the pizza. Uh, it's Tennessee. Night, you know? I think, yeah, <laughs> 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 no, no, it's, it's got to be a good place. Uh, pizza place in Tennessee. Yeah, there's no? good pizza. There's good. Bro, I mean, everybody from New York thinks that that there's no good pizza places outside of New York. Now, I will it's say, true. New York has the best pizza. I will say that now. You've been converted. They yeah. have, they do have you the like, best pizza, but there are other places on the planet that have good pizza tests. I like, uh, I don't like the the super thick crust pizza. So I, I New York is is known for like little small, like, yeah, yeah, thinner, yeah, yeah. But remember, I, I used to like that. the 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 deep dish Detroit, like the shit we used to get in Detroit. I used that. to love that yeah. shit. Eating it with a fucking fork and a knife, the shit was terrible. We we be at the towns <laughs> and then CC just gets just gets the thickest pizza you could possibly get. And it's like, man. <laughs> Hey. Someone in backdoor sliders and cutters up and in. <laughs> uh, did you did you place your order, Sonny? We want to give you that chance. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did, I did. I'm good. All right. I'm good. All right. Pitch selection nerding out. All right. I, I this is w- one thing I want to ask you guys. You're a righty, Sonny. You're a lefty. See, can't when you talk about like, oh, I learned the cutter from Andy. That's lefty, lefty, right? Can lefties and righties teach each other like pitches can you guys actually help each other mechanically with pitch specifics how does that work that relationship i would say yes but it's always going to be different as far as like a lefty's always not always but a lefty you you see lefties throwing cutters up and into righties more like more often and and then it it matches with the changeup. i think that's kind of like the progression that left-handers have and you can master it or not righties you don't see as much righties are predominantly if you think about it in the league they can they just spin the ball more or they have movement on their heaters you don't really see a righty just living on cutter's glove side it's 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 possible uh but you just don't see it as much and I think it has to do with righties or right-handed hitters are able to stay on the ball down in a way a little bit easier than left-handed hitters. And I don't know why, but probably just may, maybe just because that's just how they just how they've grown up their whole life without no, without really knowing. So um, left lefties do that. So righties, I, you can you can do the same thing to a hitter, but with different pitches, if that makes sense. So I can watch C throw cutters into righties and watch cutters get jammed. And then I can manipulate the ball and have it do the same thing, but not necessarily be a cutter, but be a two seam. So I can have the same, the same pitch design or the same pitch shape uh, or however you want to call it 
with with right with a right-handed hitter that that he does. If he's jamming a righty in with his cutter, then I could try to go there with a the two-seam in and, and and then create that angle that way. Whereas lefties, he creates the angle that way, but he does it with a cutter and a changeup, and I can do it with a two-seam and a slider. So you're still working, you're still working that diagonal line away. Um, but you just don't see as many righties throwing the ball up and into left. I mean, you don't you take take that back. You want to live up and into left-handed hitters as a righty, but you don't see living with cutters. Cutters and changeups is not really a right-handed pitching thing. I don't know why. It's just a very small, small amount of people that do it. And and it's an, you don't face a lot of lefties anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you wouldn't yeah, even really need that yeah. arsenal. So I mean, yeah. It's, it, and, and I think, like you said, lefties just naturally like down and in is is their spot. Where righties like they want the ball out over the plate. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, just why like, is that? It's so weird, it's just but a it's weird true. Thing. Even right? for me, like yeah. when I, if I'm taking BP, like when I when I like if you, if you tell me where to throw the ball, I want that shit like at my knee. Like just throw the ball at my knee, and I'll be able to clear and like hit it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a weird spot that like as a lefty you want because I feel like. I can't get to a ball down in a way. As a left-handed hitter, it's the weirdest thing. You think that's because growing up when they're little, first base is first base. You got to run the first base, so righties are like reaching out over because it's on. They're on the way to first base, and, and, and we're just like yanking like this, yeah. And Maybe, going to that first makes base. sense. I don't yeah, know. I don't and, and know. like just, I, I just never felt comfortable like stepping, a, like hitting the ball to left field. I don't know. It's just a like. Uh, it's a bro, weird and, thing, and like what Soto does. Like I don't understand how he I don't does, know how that, he does shit. that, bro. Like he hits I don't balls. Need to hit yeah, he hits balls to left field, like a like a right hander would hit it. Like it's the I weirdest fuck. Re- really? But it's a hawk because it is. It, it, you better be ready, or that dude <laughs> he gonna embarrass, he gonna embarrass you. I don't <laughs> know got, how he does it. It's the pitch he, recognition. He knows. He's almost like Guardy with the with the strike zone. Like yeah. where he knows out of your hand if the ball, yeah, he's really good with the strike zone. I feel like Soto's like that. I feel like to me, Soto's the best hitter in the league. Mm. Like for me, he's scariest hitter to face in the league. I don't, I wouldn't use scary. I would use fun for for me now. Like I would just use fun because it's like he gonna give you that little thing, and he gonna he gonna match your intensity, and I like that. I like somebody that's gonna match match your intensity. So it, I would say fun. I think I walked him. I think he grounded out. I think we got some three. This is last year. He is fun hitting the face for sure, but he he knows right like she was saying right when the ball leaves your hand, if it's a ball, he already like gives up on it. I don't know how he does that. So how about Sonny? Your top three guys you love to face w- within this context, like the challenge of it, right? Because you're talking about Soto being the best hitter, you know, you go up against, but you're talking about it as something you like doing, right? So who? Yeah, it's, who fun. it's fun. Yeah. So who would be those? Who would be those top three? I like facing Soto, but he's real good. I like facing Baez, mm. and he could probably say something to me about this, but I just loved it because my, it matched up so well for me, and I struck him out a whole bunch. <laughs> uh, like I said, he might get mad, but he might and it, he might clip me, and he, he can bring this back, and that's, <laughs> and that's fine, and, and I'm fine with that. But uh, always, always like like facing him, and uh, oh, who else? Let me think of somebody else. Um, I, I like facing the Cubs in general. I like Rizzo because Rizzo one time, dude, I'm, I'm up there. We get, in a, we get in a brawl or whatever with the Cubs. Probably, I don't remember what happened, but something uh, happened. Oh, y'all brawled every out. fucking time. Like, it's- and, bro, like a couple every- years ago, I was just yeah. thinking. In my, head, in my head, I was like, Amir probably did something. <laughs> uh, but 
<laughs> but Amir uh, Garrett is C's guy. Yeah, that's my he guy. Is though. I, yeah. No, he he we I talked to Cece a lot about. It. I mean, we called him. We would talk a lot. I would text him during the season and Amir because Amir is a good. He's a good friend of mine, and I would call C, and he loves C, and we would we would get linked up a handful of times. Absolutely. Um, but Rizzo would he came out and he chart he would if he stand right on top of the plate. So that's a fun at bat because I like to throw the ball into left. He's like. And then he said, he came out, we we're fighting and everything. He comes out to me and he's like, hey, son, please hit me. Please hit me. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro, bro, please hit me. Please hit me. It's been like three weeks since I've been hit. Please hit me. Like, in, my, in, my head, in, my, in my head, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Here we-. We, had some, we had some back and forth. We had some back and forth. Uh, in 2020 with the no fan season so he's like please and i'm like so i like, did you I hit like him? facing him did you hit him after no that? i didn't face him i didn't i didn't oh, face him. I, didn't, okay. I didn't i didn't face <laughs> but, but damn, I, I, I oh by the way here's the receipts on Baez: 17 at bats 11 strikeouts oh god yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> sorry Bro, it was like it was like i remember one time i knew i had him i knew i had him and it was like uh it was something. I'm a, he's up there. Nobody on two outs. We're nobody on two outs in like the fifth inning and first pitch. He's trying to drag bunt. And I'm like, you are done. <laughs> like, you got no chance. <laughs> no, but, but, but if he did that and you were C, you'd start screaming at him as he went to do yeah, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know if we talked about this, but I was sitting in a bullpen in New York one time. We talked about the Tampa Bay thing when, when, uh, Something happened when we was in Tampa, and and I t- I might have said this, but Mike Harkey's in the in the dugout in the bullpen, and he looks at me and he's like, "Hey, you better start getting ready. You better start getting ready." Because see, I think he was like he was like one inning away from like a five hundred thousand dollar bonus or something yes. like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And I'm yes. like, and he's he's thrown like four innings, and he's thrown like forty three pitches. And I'm like, all right, he's going back out for the fifth, do our thing. And something happens, and Mike, and he's like, he got he's five innings. And Harkey's like, you bigger. I'm like, no, he's going to finish this inning. He's about to get 500 grand. And he's like, no, nah, he ain't. <laughs> so, <laughs> first first pitch of the inning, he, he hits the dude in the leg and starts pointing at their dugout. He gets thrown out of the game and everything. I'm just sitting there like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I'm running my little butt into the, into the mound. Like, <laughs> that was, I'm like, well, all right. That's still that's- one of my most embarrassing moments, Kaz. I swear to God, like, I, I – like I don't know what I was thinking at that time. The first thing I did, I got to the, I got to my phone and I text Amber. I was like, "Was that too much?" She was like, "Uh, you fucking think like." <laughs> oh, oh, we 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 uh, we've never heard the the post uh, beaning text uh, message part of this. It before. wasn't it wasn't fine until Jay Hab came in. He was like, "Dude," and I was like, "What?" I thought everybody's gonna be mad at me because Sonny had to run in like. And he yeah. was like, that was the coolest thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I was it like, was. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was. It was. And it, yeah. it was. It, it was kind of the, well, first of all, it's the reason why our group chat, Sonny, is called That's for You, Bitch. Because that's, that's the name of our group that, chat. That, 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 Love because that. that's Love what that. C pointed at the Ray's dugout and said. <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's honestly like it's the it's the thing of legends, you know. Like that's the yeah, it is. It, when when people think about UC and your career, like a few things are going to stand out, right? The way you dominated the '09 playoffs, going to a championship, what you did in Milwaukee on three days rest in '08, right? And obviously 
you know, I have to think about what specifically in Cleveland, but the Cy Young year probably we'd say. And then that moment against the Rays and the fact that you were like, you you had no idea if you were going to get that parachute of 500 grand or not. If you went ahead and did this and you said, okay, well, you know what? Regardless of whether I am or I'm not, boom, I'm doing what I got to do to protect Austin Romine. Nah, that was more yeah. about the squad, man. That was more about the squad. One of the, yes. one of the many reasons why he's loved so much by his teammates, though, for sure. <laughs> Appreciate one that. One of the hey, many. Amen. How about... How about this? Sticking with the pitching, uh, you know, specifics, guys. Well, I guess, you know what, see, uh, let me first ask you. I don't know if I've ever framed it to you that way. Who would be the top three hitters in your career who you love to face? Um, man, Joe Maurer. Um, mm. I love to face Joe Maurer. Um, I, I really like to face Torrey Hunter uh, when he was, like, in his prime. Um, like, some of the battles that we had. And you know who else? Adam Jones. I love oh, the face of Adam Jones. Oh, your guy, because of, man. Yeah, because it was always a chance that he could, you know, take me deep, have a big hit, or but there was a chance that I could get him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, he's the guy that I faced the most in my career, too. And, uh, yeah, we just had some good battles in that way. I think he hit five or six homers against you. Was that Yeah, that he right? hit a lot, so, yeah. for sure, for yeah, sure. He yeah. hit a lot. I, I, but, like, the biggest hit I remember him getting off of me was like a triple. He hit my very first start as a Yankee. Like, knocked me out of game. I think the bases oh, loaded. It on, was opening day in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, I never forgot that. So, like, every time I faced him, <laughs> I was always thinking about that fucking, you know what I'm saying, that hit he got to knock me out of that game. <laughs> he five homers, 92 at-bats. Yeah. a lot of appearances uh, against him. All right, Sonny, how about this? Like, we, we, we talk a lot about kind of the comfort with um, different pitches, right, and how it can ebb and flow at different moments in time. Do you ever, like, when it comes to pitch selection and what you feel better about, is it a game-to-game -game thing? Or are there times where, you know, you'll go a month and you're like, I don't want to throw this pitch. Like, I, I, this does not feel right. Like, I don't. How long can a stretch be with you feeling uncomfortable with something that's a primary part of your arsenal? That's real. That's real. If you don't feel comfortable, like, it's just – you just hold the ball or you just hold this one pitch and you're just like, this pitch just don't feel right. Just don't feel right. Just don't feel right. And I would say like it when it, for me, like what I've learned is when it don't feel right, don't throw it. Um, mm. But that's real. And there are all, there are also times you can spend all this time going over a game plan or doing this or doing that. And like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And you get out there in the bullpen and like you're, you're working through, you're working through something. You're like, Oh, change of course this is not what i'm gonna do i'm doing something completely opposite because that's another <laughs> thing i've learned is like bro i'm like i ain't throwing that pitch i was i've talked about it for four days like i'm gonna throw this pitch at this. this is what i'm gonna do to this this is what i'm gonna do and you just don't do it you just don't have it and then you're like it's just like adjusting the fly and that's uh but that's something i've always that's another thing that i kind of learned was like go to your strengths and, and your strengths might be different in that particular day uh but just just always pitch to your like for me, like always pitch my strengths. Don't don't worry about, you know, if my strength matches up with the, with this other guy's strengths, just be a little bit better with your strength than he is, um, and then throw pitches to offset or or reset. But there are times when, I think there are some times last year when it was, you lose a slider. Like I'm like I don't I don't I don't have my slider. I just don't have it. And that actually happened a little bit last year. So then I actually started just mid game one time and then working on just developing like a little cutter thing, something that I can control that's moving away from them. Uh, and then one day, just, just one day I've got a grip of the slider and I throw one and I'm like mid game. I'm like, Oh, that was it. That was it. That was it. 
and I get in between I get in between innings and I run up to the I run up to the clubhouse and I run up to the uh to the to like to the videos and to the to the people doing our computers and I run up I'm like what how much did that move what did that look like what did they like that was it and I'm like I thought that was it like, <laughs> yeah, like I thought that. so then I run back down I'm like all right just do that so if you're gonna throw it just just whatever that felt like do it again and that's what that's probably some of my favorite times p- playing baseball and pitching is like the stuff that you can like go through and, and go through in between innings is like I mean you see like the quarterbacks on football you see them like sit on with their little uh, I don't know what they what they use like windows or something yeah, yeah it's like tablet, a service, yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah tablet I'd be lost on that thing but they like using that like that's what you do for baseball too now it's like you can sit down because you get them iPads in the in the in in the dugout now and they get like live feet like not live but so if 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 you pitch the top of the fourth inning the bottom of the fourth inning as soon as the first pitch is thrown that your top of the fourth inning is uploaded so you can literally sit there and watch every pitch you just threw in the previous inning Mm -hmm. which is uh, which which you never had that but now you do so you can sit there and watch all the pitches you can look up like its movement patterns and like what everything that was going on you can sit there and watch it and and I like, and you can also like do other. That's one of, some of my favorite things to do is, is in between, like making a small little adjustments. What about losing pitches? You ever like lose pitches during the game, and then like after making adjustment? Because that was always my biggest thing. Is like if yeah. I threw a lot of changeups by the fourth or fifth inning, changeups gonna be done. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't locate it. There go Gunner. Right, and then they, what's up, buddy? Hey, <laughs> there he is. What's you going on? Going on? Yeah. Yeah. Can you put it in? You can hear him. You knew he was gonna have to make an appearance at some point. Absolutely. That's can you hear? Right. Yeah. What's hey, up, buddy? what's going on? You can hold it. Hi. How, <laughs> How are you? Ya? <laughs> I was telling about you playing hockey. I was telling about you playing hockey earlier. You like hockey? You like hockey, Gunner? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's your what, what's what's your favorite thing to do when you're on the ice? Score. All right. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Very good. Are you watching the football game with Daddy tonight? Yes. All right. Who, who you got? Good. Georgia? Georgia tonight? Georgia, Alabama. Georgia and yeah. Alabama. Which one? Georgia, Alabama. Georgia. Georgia. There we go. All right. Good, man. Good. <laughs> right. I like it, Gunner. Hey, you make sure dad has the right songs on on the way to hockey, okay? It's very important. What's your favorite song? Okay. What's your favorite song? Industry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> can you sing can you sing a little bit of it? <laughs> you don't have to. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Gunner. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I love that he already has like his routine going to the game too. Oh, yeah. You know, like Ready to go. F- f- form it early, man. Form it early. I um. Oh, see, you were talking about losing pitches, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you were no, afraid, like saying, you say, if you, th- if you throw change-ups for the first few innings. Yeah, like early in the game, if I threw a lot of change-ups, like, it, you know, th- fourth or fifth inning, my change-up, like, I couldn't locate it late in the game. You ever had that problem with, like, if you get happy yeah. with something early in the game, like, trying to go to it late? Yeah, they and then they would always, and then they have co- coaches and, and whatnot, it would always say, don't forget, throw it in the, throw it in the warm-up, throw it in warm-up, go out there and, and click it, click it in warm-up, go and click one, because, it's all about if you lose it for me, it's all about being able to just click. Like I said, with that slider, it's all about just being able to click one. Just once you click one and then it just like kind of happens. And then there are also some pitches like for me, my curveball, they would also say like, that's a pitch like you got to keep throwing it. Like mm-hmm. even if, if if you lose it and you don't have it, you don't abandon it. 
don't don't give up on it because you, you need like keep throwing it. You need hey. to keep throwing it because you, you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel it. It'll come back. So so in between in between innings, your pitches, the amount of pitches you, you would always throw different pitches in between innings. Like I threw the same the yeah. same routine for nineteen years, guys. Yeah, and then and then you threw twenty one pitches pregame. I, exactly. I would <laughs> when things were going well. I would just do my same thing. I'd go out there and I'll do the exact same thing. I would do the exact same thing. But there, but now for me, there are times where it would be like, okay, I need to, I need to go out there. I need to, I need to, I'm going to throw an extra, I'm going to throw an extra curveball just to try and feel one. I'm going to throw one. In, if I'm, if I keep losing it up, then I, I need to throw one in the, I need to throw one in the dirt. Like if I, if I keep, if I keep losing high, I need to, I need to bounce one, go out, go in and warm up and bounce one, bounce one, bounce one. So now I, I that was where we did different that way. Like I didn't I didn't do the same exact thing every time, but nah, that's what I would tell everybody. I was like, that's my routine. It's not having a routine. That's what Larry Larry, <laughs> Larry used to say. Hey, go out there and just throw your changeup in between. I'm like Larry, you know I'm not gonna throw like I throw the same fucking pitches every time. <laughs> two fastballs, two curveballs, two fastballs. That's it. Like Get whatever, out of I, yeah, whatever <laughs> I have is what I have, guys. Like that, that's I'm it. Not you going did your whole it. career. My your whole, whole career, that's all, and, all you were doing yeah. when you're warming up in the mound in between. And, and I never, and at, like, at the end of my career, I didn't even throw a curveball, cuz. I threw a slider, you know in what I'm saying? But I would, head, my, I, was like, I would throw a curveball in between innings, guys. Just so Hold on a second. Yes. Wait, yes. That, I was like, hold I didn't on a second. <laughs> at the end of your career. I did not throw you, a curveball. You did not have a curveball as part of your repertoire. No. But you would still throw it in between on innings. the mound in between innings as part of your routine because of your superstition. Yep. Absolutely. That's, a, that's wild. That's unbelievable, man. <laughs> that's unbelievable, yeah, it man. It is. That's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's crazy. It's kind of stupid, that is, but yeah. Oh my that's gosh. That's the first that's thing crazy. I said in my head. I was like, it's a, it's a curveballs. I don't remember throwing curveballs, but I'm still rolling. Oh it. my gosh. Two curveballs, yeah. Yeah. That that is actually that's you know what it's dedication man it's dedication to whatever you got to do up here man right we all got we all got to do some weird shit up here sometimes to get right you know you have to hey that pr- that's yeah. like another thing that proves it was like if you get it fixed up here then, then everything else is gravy like you gonna oh. you gonna be all right physically like everybody that's why it was I mean that's you know well and that's why your why sport your sport is so hard man it's yeah. like it's it's also why I think. You know, there's a variety of reasons, obviously, that your sport's hard, that that any sport's hard. But, like, it's it's also why golf's so hard, right? Because you got so much time to process things. It's like, if you're in a place where you have expectations, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, whoa, this is this is a scary place to be on a golf course, man, because <laughs> it could go wrong real quick. Golfing and pitching really? is the same thing, bro. bro it's literally it the, the same, same thing. thing. So I will <laughs> not let myself go there golfing. Because it's the same thought process. It's like one pitch at a time, one swing at a time. Like you, it's always on to the next. Like, and you always tweaking, adjusting little shit. Like it is so much pitching that it's ridiculous. So if you let yourself go there as like a pitcher golfing, you have a fucked up day on the golf course. I won't let myself go there, bro. Well, Sonny's really good at golf, so I'm sure he's had some bad days at the golf course. Like I, I won't even let myself go there, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're walking <laughs> off on the fifth hole if it happens. No, I'm just gonna go keep playing. I, I bring two boxes of balls and I'm fucking hit the balls all <laughs> over the place. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, uh, Steven always texts me. He's getting pretty good though. He's getting good. Oh yeah, man. He's getting hey, a lot I'm, better. I'm I'll trying, you, he, man. I'm trying. I've, 
I've never seen someone embrace a two iron the way that this man does. <laughs> he, 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 hey, he, I think you use that, that. You know, well, he can hit it, you know, 280 yards. So it's I'm like, trying, why not? Man. Yeah. Might as well keep that one out. Sonny, what's your handicap, man? Um, two, 2.5 currently. I actually got the email oh yesterday. My gosh. I was looking at it. <laughs> He's ridiculous, you're, guys. You're, you're, you're disgusting. You know <laughs> that? <laughs> I. Oh, it's fun. We we had a good group going this year. We would we would go we would go play in the mornings on the road, and we had a good little game that kind of just kept on the whole year. And we would always go play, and we would we had a we had a threesome foursome that would always go play. We had two versus two, and we would uh, we play a match, eighteen hole match. And the losers, we did, we would always gamble on this, but we came up. It was fun, it was more fun for us to to wager a shirt. So the losing the losing team had to buy the winning team a shirt. Uh, oh, so fun. all these places that we went, all these places, like the losers, like I, right, and they'd be 17th, 18th hole, like, oh yeah, I wear a, uh, I wear a large, y'all, y'all forget <laughs> I wear a large. So you got to go, you lose, and then you got to go into the clubhouse and you got to buy a shirt for the, for the, for the team you lost to. And then sure enough, you go back to the locker room and, or you go back to the uh, hotel and then you get on the bus or you get in the Uber for the game and, or for the, for the field and they got the damn shirts on and you're just like sitting there and they're like, damn, like <laughs> they're wearing them shirts to the field. So then you got to oh, sit there great. and wear on that loss more. It was fun. It was, it was, it was a good way to do it. I thought. That's oh man, that is, oh, that's so great. Sonny, I feel like, um, I feel like we could talk to you forever, man. Uh, but you've already given us a ton of time and I know, uh, you have some wings to eat. You got some football to watch, man. man. But um, maybe uh, at some point during the season, we'll be able to do one of these in person again and uh, and get back together. When you, when you guys, I mean, are you guys, do you face the Yankees this year or just the Mets? I don't know. Uh, I know for yeah. sure we play the, the Mets. Yeah. No, we got to do that. We got to do the spring training thing again, man. Like yeah, we, come we down do. Spring spring training. Yeah. Yeah. You come out there, really Play some golf. Yeah. You are going to really come there do. or... Uh, you know yeah, what's we funny? We're coming out there. Spring training will be in Arizona. We, uh, yeah, we got to do a, a a nice little run out there. I feel like I might even have an NBA game out there at some point. I'm it sure it's going to be around. Like, oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. In, uh, no, in New York, uh, July, July 12th. We have an off day in New York too. Thirteenth oh. and fourteenth. Three nice. night games against the Yankees. Oh, oh. All star All-Star break. You can come play Alpine, bro. Let's do it. I know. I want to. That'd be nice. warm weather. Yeah, make it happen, man. Let's do it. We uh, we'll um, we'll have to get you back on as a top three all time R two C two guest in person, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's big for me. That's like boost. That's a boost for me. I'm going to go ahead and be all jacked up for this football game now. Hey, you know man, man? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Sonny, you are the best. You're you're so honest and interesting and insightful and and just you know an all around great dude. And we. We love having you, man. So thank you so much for for coming on the pod again. We so appreciate it. No problem. Y'all have a great night. Appreciate you, You guys. You too, Sonny. All right, see, well, I think Sonny has held his place as the top three all-time R2C2 guests. Absolutely. But can you imagine sitting on the bench next to him and, like, going through, uh, like, info, like, pitch info and, like, how do you grip this and how do you go, like... I had to not talk to him about baseball. So it would have drove me fucking nuts. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, he's so into it, which is great in a good way. Yeah. Because, And it also made me realize I needed to retire being around him. <laughs> because I wasn't as enthused as, as him about uh, all this new information. You know what I'm saying? Spin rate, all these different things. Like, trying to figure out all this shit. I'm like, yo, 
I don't have time for this shit. Like, let me let me go the fuck home. And that's why a, a big reason why I want to retire after 18. Because <laughs> I was just like, ah, I can't do this. Like, if I can't give Sonny's level of commitment to pitching, like, and figuring this shit out, then I don't need to be here. I, I think that's an amazing perspective. I think my favorite story that you told here uh, was that you were still throwing curveballs in your <laughs> warm-up pitches, even though you didn't throw curveballs anymore. Yeah, that's one of bro. that's one of the most amazing superstitious stories I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so so dumb. Like the, the the shit that I that's why like I'm saying like I, I love being retired because the shit that I would put myself through. Just to like maybe pitch a good game was not worth it. wasn't worth it anymore at the end of the game. At the end of the year, at the end of my career, I guess. Oh my gosh, man! It, yeah, right. Where you're just like this. It's too exhausting. This is it's not too, worth it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like getting in the tub at fucking four fifteen for a seven o'clock game. Like all of this <laughs> shit I had to do. Like it's not worth it. Like let me just go home. I could be watching One Tree Hill. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh, all right. Well, big thanks to our producers. Sadie Zillow, Bobby Wagner. They're incredible what they do. We love them. Want to give um, uh, a pop to our new YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed. It's free. Just uh, go to R2C2 and YouTube. Subscribe. Remember, we have uh, new episodes um, every single Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. So make sure you're following us on Spotify. And now on Spotify, you can rate the episodes so and rate the podcast. So make sure you're rating it as well. Give it those five stars. We'll probably do a giveaway with that at some point um, in, the, uh, in the near future. Uh, and see, one last thing. We just got to give some love before we go to Eddie Soto, who tweeted out a picture of his newborn baby and said, ever since my newborn has been home after successful heart surgery... I've been trying to figure out what makes her sleep. I tried cartoons, white noise, some weird re for some weird reason, the R2C2 podcast on Spotify puts her to bed. <laughs> Cry emoji. <laughs> CC oh, and Ryan's voices are mad soothing. Ha. That <laughs> is amazing. That's, That's great amazing. To hear, for sure. uh, so thank you to Eddie. Uh, God yep. bless your little girl. Hope she's recovering well. And we hope that we can continue to put her to bed. Um, so, so sleep, sleep, little girl, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>